Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We're the sports brew. This is a throwdown Thursday, bleeding over to a freestyle Friday, man, because that's how we roll, dude. Got some football to get to, some basketball, even a little bit of baseball, man. Got some goodness on tap for this fine evening. And we have rounded up a whole big band of merry brew crew up in this piece to celebrate and have a little fun together in the land of sports brotherhood. So let's go ahead and get everybody up in here. Start cranking up the goodness, man. First and foremost, let's get a little, drop a little woo in here. We need to, you know, get that D-Stab representation up in here. You ready to hit your cue, bro? Always, brother, man. All right, here you go. Three brew and fun. Woo! <laughs> woo! By the way, man, out of the gate, what do you think of this Harper $400 million <laughs> topic of conversation, man? <laughs> If it's legit, it's obscene and <laughs> absurd. I, I mean, I'm already hearing like feedback from his camp saying we haven't done that. We don't know where this is coming from. Like this is garbage. This is all getting put out there. Uh, obviously, we all remember Pujols and this ridiculous 10, 10 year deal. That's uh, certainly was a horrible decision by the Angels. No, nobody should get more than a ten year deal. I, I think I speak for all of us, you know, Mets lovers. That as much as we love Cespedes, so thrilled they didn't try to throw some like eight or ten year deal at him, four to five years max is like the max of what a player should be getting logistically because Harper's ridiculous. Obviously had a little bit of a down year last year, yeah. but nobody should think of giving him a 10 to 15 year deal. But I'm glad the Nationals were saying if if that was legit, they're like, hell no, hell no. Go that is the Yankees. an insane amount of money. That is insane. insane amount of years. Yeah. Insane amount of years. So that, and plus that's... it's the National League. I mean, a 38, 39-year-old right fielder. Left fielder at that point. No. Yeah, but how old is he now? Twenty six. Twenty six. All right. So well, let, first of all, do, first of all, do your math. You just added oh, thirty. You, you just added thirteen years to him. Uh, it's a decade, bro. Uh, not thirteen. <laughs> he would be thirty six <laughs> and probably in the back end of his prime. <laughs> but that's a lot of money, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, so I, we'll, we'll we'll see how it shakes out. I, I think. Uh, I think we'll look at a more realistic, uh, maybe seven-year deal or something like that. Even that, I, I, I'm still questioning them. You know, years, but He'll be the highest-paid player. Well, of course, of course. Well, you know, no matter, you... Where, no matter where, where where he goes, but the, the Nationals want to keep him around. But I think they're also smart in realizing, you know, we're we're not going to put our entire future behind them. We'll put a lot of it behind them, but not not the entire thing. If 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 the Harbor Camp won't back down from something ridiculous, I think they'll be willing to say, you know what, go ahead, go after the Yankees. Good, good, good to you. That's where I'm expecting him to be. Well, but anytime money gets crazy, isn't that what people like to say? But doesn't he have ties? How what to like the Vegas area? Vegas yeah, that's where he went to high school. Yeah, so you know, I, I, I don't. We'll see how that plays out. I mean, it, that's an insane amount of money. I'd almost think that you know, realistically, given his age, wouldn't it be better to have to look at your like long term horizon and go, I want two contracts. Like ten years, I mean, if you can do like seven, a big fat seven, and then another fat seven, I think that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Six, I mean, you know, you're setting yourself up pretty damn well. I mean, look, anytime you're entering into a threshold where you're making thirty plus million a year plus endorsement money, so who knows how much he actually clears? I don't think you're going to be hurting for cash. <laughs> so unless you do out. something incredibly stupid, and <clears throat> I mean incredibly stupid. Uh, you're gonna be okay. So don't don't do like Mark Brunel real estate investments. Don't do that. <laughs> and who was who was that dude? Who was that dude from Kentucky that gambled all his money away 
played in the NBA for a big old hunk of time. Oh, uh, Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that either. Don't do that either. Anyway, you hear him chatting, and anytime we bring up Kentucky and the Wildcats, you know <laughs> we got some McGuffin in the house. So, brother, I hear some Bronk. I just dropped a bomb on you, dude. Yeah, dude. This this thing's been going at me for about a week now. So, Z pack. Went to the doctor yesterday. Got a Z pack. So, trying to get over this stuff. So technically, but- this this probably should have been like your your intro song, man. A little let, let me clear my throat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Make me laugh and cough, and I will have to clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Mets fans, um, I think y'all would want the Nationals to sign uh, Harper to a forty million a year contract because it handicaps them severely. Just saying. No, fair point. Well, you know, speaking of handicap, let's go ahead and get in oh. Whitfield. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 who, re- who requested this theme song? But based on some pre-podcast sports brew conversation. I think this is much more relevant. <laughs> Anybody place it yet? Oh, yeah. That that was really ruthless. That was it really was. ruthless. Barbarian. Whit Whitfield was uh, reminding me that I uh, played uh, Spencer Ware and not Charcantric West, and I'm like, well, who the hell would have played Charcantric West instead of Spencer Ware? You know, it's a good setup, right? You figure one of these guys is going to get some points, but uh, West got the touchdown, and uh, I don't know. Somehow we were talking about losers or whatever. And I uh, said uh, something akin to, you know, every time you look in the mirror, that's what you see. And it was just <laughs> just raw. Raw and wrong. But live in La Vida Choca. Playoffs aren't done yet, friend. If you make it through, and you certainly, well, you're done in the Keeper you League. You're done in the Keeper League. But if you make it yes. through in the Sports Brew League, then I will give you your Cena song. Okay. You'll get that. At least for once. Otherwise, you're going back to living La Vida Choca. And the man in the mirror. Yes. <laughs> that's how that's going to go. I'll take living La Vida Choca, but not man in the mirror. Nope. <laughs> man in the mirror. Man, not man in the mirror. Well, as long as we don't combine, you know, you don't combine beating it with man in the mirror, we're probably okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Don't. Shocker. Anyway. No, no. <laughs> anyway, man. Nice. So a uh, little bit of Godsmack uh, rolling on. It means I'm bringing an old Randy Giggity Giles. What's up, bro? Uh, not much, man. You know, unlike the 49ers, I at least tried to win my uh, fantasy games last week. Yeah. What, uh, what, what, did they, what did they finish that game with? Like six passing yards or something really atrocious? After all the seconds. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, like an Army or Navy total. Oh, my God, dude. 
How on earth do you finish a game with six passing yards? What I'm saying is what the hell type of uh, strategy are you running when you say, let's run the ball 40 times and only pass it maybe a total of 15 times? You're not going to win a game unless you can actually stop them on the other side of the ball. <laughs> well, they, you know, they, they, they couldn't stop Jordan Howard, man. <laughs> no, they could not. 32 for a buck 17 and three touchdowns. Yeah. I like how there was a, a headline that said uh, Chip Kelly doesn't commit to Colin Kaepernick for next week. It's like, really? Who would? Really? Seriously, I don't think you you didn't commit to him in the middle of that freaking game, bro. <laughs> Five pass attempts and three mean, plus quarters of playing. I know he didn't have a good game, but yo, seriously, that's awful. Yeah, in my notes, I have six passing yards, second fewest in a game since 1963. Uh, the only other thing I wrote about this game was barf. So, <laughs> unless there's a really striking reason to discuss... Colin Kaepernick's hair, performance, the game, or something else. I think that is the end of our coverage of Bears 49ers. Well, the Jets and the 49ers <laughs> match up this week. I wonder who's going to quit first. You, you know, I honestly, I was joking around with Matt uh, earlier today, and I was like, you know, if I really wanted to, you know, go, uh, you know, like fantasy flame out, bold, large, and charge, go big or go home, I think I'd roll with the 49ers defense. <laughs> you want to make a, you want to make a bold move, dude. <laughs> But I don't think I could pin. I don't think I could pin my fantasy playoffs to the 49ers defense. I don't care how bad the Jets are. I don't think I could do that, man. That's pretty rough. Uh, and w- you know what? Let's go ahead and knock out another bag of butt suck real quick. Uh, Blake Bortles, dude. The Jaguars, y'all are freaking terrible. Terrible. Negative uh, 14 turnover margin during their seven game losing streak, and they had three versus the Broncos. Yeah, that's pretty awful, y'all. What the, hell, what the hell happened to that team? They were they looked so promising at one point. I guess Gus Bradley. <laughs> a survey says. <laughs> survey says it's Jacksonville. Wasn't there some weirdo stat that that came out this week? Like Blake Bortles had more like pick sixes than I don't know. It was some really weirdo thing with him. It was just it's all negative. I mean, it, he basically was talking about how the season is the biggest nightmare possible. I'm like, bro, at least it's not Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, he finally, he finally <laughs> surpassed Matt Schaub with most pick sixes in a season. Wow. wow. Well, he's let's see. At this point, he's thrown 15 picks and he's lost four fumbles. Damn. Jags are two and ten, and they suck, y'all. They they suck. I don't know how on earth they could possibly retain that coaching staff. They can't. I mean, I don't know. Bortles is one of those weird guys. Like, uh, I remember someone was like, oh, yeah, I got him in fantasy. I don't know. Is he good? Is he good? And I was like, well, he's probably going to get you a lot of yardage. <laughs> you don't really have to worry about the real world wins. He definitely gets garbage time points, but man. He hasn't been doing that lately. Uh, no, I mean, quarter machine. Yeah, I mean, that, that's well, it's broken now. <laughs> I don't know if he is. He Matt Schaub bad? Because <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt Schaub was at least surrounded by a decent team. So I, I just, when he was in Houston, true, true, but I, I don't know, but it, that's the yeah Jaguars BSE Express man, like for real. Oh yeah, they're all they're all about that. So I'm gonna go ahead and delete that off. I don't think we really need to talk about Broncos Jaguars. No, my notes say butt suck. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and we'll delete that one too. <laughs> that's really good. It's a really great way to clear games out, just out of the gate. It it's is. like uh, suck, suck, suck. Delete, 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 delete. And yeah, there you go. Hey, Justin. <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? I do have breaking news. Oh, do you? The Patriots have signed Griff Whalen 
so that Bill Belichick can show the Colts how to actually run that fake punt play. Because <laughs> if you remember, Griff Whalen was the guy who snapped the ball. Nice. He'll probably so find some. He'll probably find someone to actually make that guy useful. Probably. I mean, for real. Seriously, soundboard.com. We got soundboard fail. Man, let's refresh that. That's disappointing. Anyway, Griff Whalen. Season save, guys. Lost Gronk, but Griff Whalen's on board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that, man. Blast the hell out of it. Yeah. Let's see if it'll work this time. Nope. Well, that's that's it. By the way, Justin, speaking of bad matchups last yeah. weekend, <clears throat> was there one matchup? the Patriots and the Rams that was more representative of the coaches. Belichick wins, <laughs> Fisher loses. <laughs> no, it, it really was a perfect summation of like the bulk of their careers and where their teams are at this particular year. Uh, that's oh, one yeah. of those games. It's like, I didn't want to watch it. And you know, the Rams ended up getting some garbage points when it really didn't matter very much, which yay for them, I suppose. Everything with Jeff Fisher and contract extension and all this like stuff coming out about how that you know there's strain in the front office is like of course there is y'all suck. <laughs> of course there's strain in the front office. You have a, a head coach who's who and I'm not an anti Fisher guy. I'm not, but let's be realistic here. <laughs> there's a lot of there's like a lot of weird stuff like going on, and quite frankly. He has some years in Tennessee that I think kind of bail him out a little bit. But that's a lot of mediocrity. That's a lot of mediocrity. You know? And I know the Rams were bad when he went there, but they're really not. I mean, are they better? No. Are they better? I mean, maybe if they actually. If Goff actually turns into a good player, good quarterback, maybe that kind of alters the you know the path of the franchise fair point they have a you know they're gonna have this beautiful stadium they got the move good for them but if nothing else i guess you figured they'd have a good defense and a good run game which they haven't really had <clears throat> i don't know how much of that is is a girly regression or just dysfunctional offense i haven't watched enough rams games really have a feel for that but they still they, they do dumb things it's like that dude that now they got away with it but it, it was like that dude that tackled blunt and then like grabbed grabbed his face mask and pulled it down for like no reason for some, and I don't know how on earth the ref didn't flag that damn thing but they didn't you know uh, but but the the Rams suck dude if you're a Rams yeah. fan I mean good luck <laughs> good luck y'all I mean I know football <laughs> suffering I, I follow the Redskins I understand football suffering I really do okay but the Rams are a special kind of suck and I don't know that you can escape it. Under the leadership of Jeff Fisher, who, again, I'm not an anti-Fisher guy, but I mean, at some point, what was it that Bill Parcell said? You know what I mean? You You are what your record says you are. You are what your record says you are. So what does Fisher's record say he is? Mediocre. The (laughs) second losing his coach in NFL history. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's not a good, it's not a good look. It's not a good team. It's not a good anything. It's just not. I mean, the only thing they can hang their hat on is, I have it written down somewhere, is I think their punter set a record this year. <laughs> Something goofy. Like, uh, <laughs> is it, I think it's Hecker. And I think he has, like, the <clears throat> biggest, I don't know, net punt average or some junk. 
So that's what you can hang your hat on this year, which, quite frankly, is probably fitting for Jeff Fisher's career. A bunch of punning. <laughs> that I don't and, think. Hmm? I don't think Gurley's really regressed. I just think teams are basically loading up the box and daring him to pass because they really haven't proven they can really pass. Especially when you throw in a rookie quarterback, they're always going to do that. The last time I think the box got that loaded up was when we were down at D Stats Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'm just kidding but i do like how Legarrette blunt said uh basically said i think jeff fisher knows our names now <laughs> since they were apparently he was having issues with brandon and danny while trying to figure out brandon bolden and danny woodhead and all that kind of stuff uh and getting people wrong daddy amadola maybe that's okay <laughs> stupid man just stupid so lindy i hope you enjoyed that you should have but that's a game of crap. I mean, he did have to watch the game, so he suffered through it. Well, you know, it's, it, <laughs> you, sometimes you just got to win the ugly ones. So what, let's see. Yeah, one more loss, and he's going to he's going to match Dan Reeves with 165. Wow, that's a lot of L's, man. Actually, he should get it this weekend. Who are they playing this weekend? The Falcons, I believe. They should get it this weekend. Yeah, they should, <laughs> they, they should get it. They should get it. They should get it. Yeah. Jared Goff, 14 of 32 and a garbage time touchdown. Oh, there it is. Johnny Hecker. Yeah. And he did have a 76-yard punt. <laughs> Yay. Good job. Good effort. Good job. Good effort. You Usually you have a lot of room to work with if you're if the team you play for, the offense sucks that bad. You know. You need a participation trophy. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe we should talk about like some actual good football games. Unfortunately, that eliminates the Giants, the Steelers, the Colts, and the Jets, the Redskins, and the Cardinals, <laughs> the Seahawks, and the Panthers. Uh, I don't know. Probably the. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, I think one of the best games, and obviously we're we're recording on a Thursday, so we have uh, Chiefs and Raiders going on, and that looks like it's at least entertaining. But Chiefs and Falcons last week is probably going to be the one. You know that people point to as as just a you know a really entertaining game with a pretty wild finish, and I tell you if we're gonna do a salute a clock, I think we have to give a give raise the raise a glass man for Eric Berry, bro. When you Dude get a balling, <clears throat> when you end up with a pick six and a pick two, <laughs> I don't know what else do you call that. I'm not sure, but when you do that, you deserve you deserve a toast, brother. Ah, but 29 to 28. 29 That's to crazy. 28, man. Pretty wild. But Ari Berry uh, returning that interception for a touchdown in the first half to, uh, you know, give the Chiefs the lead. And then when the Falcons come back, <laughs> just for him to jump that two point, that route on that two point conversion, get it, bag that pick, and just haul. I mean, really, you know, that's one of those things. It's such a quick turnaround. You know, the, you know, the, here the Falcons are like, hell yeah. <laughs> Matt Ryan's looking all excited, fist pumping. And then, then Eric Berry drops that on him, dude. And, you know, it, I like the rule. I mean, I think it's legit, man. You know, if you go for a two-point conversion, that happens. I think the other team should get points. But I think that's great. Absolutely. You know, you don't see it a ton, although we've seen it twice this year, right? Yes, not the, not counting pre uh, Saints not, and the Broncos. Yeah, not counting any preseason stuff, but in season Saints Broncos and now now this and I mean that flipped the game. That that flips the game right there. Granted, there was still time on the clock, but I mean, you know, in that moment, how crushing is that if you're a, <laughs> if you're on the Falcons? 
You know, and you know, part of the story this year, and whoever would have thought that extra points and two point conversions would have would have been such a dramatic factor in the way the season is going. So I mean, it really has never been that big. I mean, other than the time that Jacksonville got like this crazy like Hail Mary 500 lateral play for a touchdown mm-hmm. and then they had to kick the extra point to send the game into overtime, they missed it. And this was like a number of years ago, like a yeah. decade ago, but that's the only other time I could remember an extra point really deciding a game. But I mean, this year, I mean, it makes it more exciting. It's, yeah. I don't know. I, I got Adam Vinatieri on my team, so <laughs> I'm okay right now. Well, that's always a good. That's always a it good is. thing. Uh, Eric Berry, of course, was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. I think that's well deserved. Well deserved. Uh, and obviously, Barry was emotional talking about his return to Georgia. That's where he was when he was undergoing chemotherapy. You know, and, and obviously, this dude has recovered and is just balling out, man. I like that guy. You know, there, there's all, in any given sport, if you're a fan of, of a sport or a league or whatever, there's always those individuals that even if they're not on a team that you cheer for, or root for, or pull for, that their story is incredible. You know what I mean? And uh, Eric Berry, to me, is one of those guys. He's one of those guys. Incredible story. Uh, really seems to have a great attitude about where he's at in his life. You know, recovering from from cancer and just just playing, dude. Just playing. And it's great to see that guy on the field pulling some of that stuff off. Absolutely love it. It's a great story. And you know, and there's enough crap that happens <laughs> in, in in life. That, you know, every once in a while you need these kind of like good stories and fun stories and people that you can cheer for and pull for and root for. And, and you know, they do they do good things. They do great things uh, when they have, a, a, you know, a second opportunity at them. And and that's what he has. And I think he lives that way. And I think he plays that way. And I, you know, I mean, he was certainly good before. But, you know, that, that that guy is elevated, man. So raising a glass to Eric freaking Barry, dude. Congratulations. Uh, by the way, Tom, where are we at on that uh, in the, in that game? It's yeah, over. Oh, it just went final. What's the, what's the final score, man? Twenty-one thirteen. Twenty-one thirteen. All right. So I guess what did the Chiefs just ice it out on the back end? Twenty-one thirteen. Yeah. yeah. I think that would have been a big big ask. You know, we were kind of joking around about it uh, about it a little bit, but that would have been a big ask for Oakland to go in there. And I, I like the Raiders, but I think the Raiders are good. But with you know, Carr having that weird pinky injury that looked gnarly. You, you know his hand. You know his hand was bugging him. It's short week. That's a tough turnaround to go to Kansas City, um, and to come out of there with a win would have been huge. Would have been absolutely huge. But I, I, there's something. Kansas City's got some mojo right now. Yeah, they do. You know, they've got some real positive mojo. Um, they've definitely had some big plays go their way. And they, they've they pulled, you know, I think in a couple games, you can safely say they pulled a rabbit out of the hat. But, you know, Andy Reid, they, they've done some trick plays. I mean, hell, they went for it. Well, they had a fake punt in that game against the Falcons. That direct snap to Albert Wilson, who just, boom, that guy was gone, man. <laughs> it just rolled for that touchdown. Um, but I like seeing, I don't know, I like seeing that kind of stuff. But the the Chiefs, man, I think the Chiefs. I don't know how good they really are, uh, but they've got obviously they've they've beaten the Raiders twice this year, so they're in. They're they're gonna have a death grip on the West. They're gonna have a, oh yeah, they're gonna have a death grip on the West, man. They are four zero in the West. Right yeah, now. yeah, Woo! yeah. 
So and <laughs> if, if memory serves, I don't have the Raiders schedule right in front of me, but if memory serves, I think the Raiders on the road for most for almost including tonight for really just about the duration of the season. Maybe they have one more home game, but they're on the they're gonna be on the road a ton. I was gonna say, don't yeah. they have to go to mile high? Yeah. yeah, they're at the Chargers, then they're home against the Colts, and then at the Broncos. So yeah, three or four road games to finish out the year, three division road games, yeah? That's tough. Uh-huh. That's tough. But, yeah, you know, didn't somebody say this was, like, Der- uh, Carr's first, like, real cold-weather game or sub-30 or yeah, whatever it was? I was reading a stat on a Twitter, and it was his yeah. first start when the temperature was below freezing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, some of that's just he's obviously still pretty young, but uh, and they have good weather <laughs> where they're oh, at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have good weather where they're at. Uh, but if you're going to play in the, in the AFC West, man, you're going to you're gonna have some cold-weather football. That's some cold weather football. So, but anyway, hey, no, realistically, though, let's talk about the Chiefs for a moment. Because I, I think that's a quality win. The Raiders are good. I know Carr obviously banged up a little bit. But I think that's a quality win. And, and I like the direction they're going. Um, very, very quality back-to-back. Y- yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you think are realistic expectations for the Chiefs? I mean, I don't think anybody in that division. I mean, I guess they could have a meltdown in the back end of the year, but I mean, that's going to be tough sledding for the Raiders. So, I mean, it's hard not to look at that and say this is realistically this is the Chiefs' division. But that being said, you know, how good do you think they actually are? Are they like a legit playoff, like legit playoff team? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I would say for the AFC, they're a legit Super Bowl contender. Well, especially oh, with the emergence of Tyre. Well, with the emergence of Tyreek Hill, that gives them another weapon. Yeah, they, they've never had a weapon like Tyreek Hill. And, I mean, AFC, I mean, it's really just... Because Pittsburgh's not even in the playoffs right now. So, you're looking at New England, who just lost Gronk, you know, as their main competition. And yeah. Kansas City's defense, I mean, I know the playoffs belong to Belichick and Brady, but, I mean few years ago that kansas city defense really did a number on the patriots so yeah they have you know they can do something so i wouldn't count them out i would say afc wise gosh i'd have to say patriots chiefs raiders probably broncos are probably your four best bets yeah i don't have a lot of faith in the broncos though and you know i'm looking at it and it's like you figure all right well the raiders are good but raiders are good but every team's got some flaws the Patriots, oh, yeah. you figure they've got enough depth and they've got enough bodies that as long as they can keep people from getting too much heat on Brady, they're going to be able to distribute the ball. The, they've got a hammer and blunt. Uh, <clears throat> Bennett should at least be solid. Uh, obviously, the emergence of Mitchell. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of bodies, and it's still yeah. it's still Tom Brady. So they're going to be good. The, the Steelers are, are still weird to me, uh, but I think their defense has tightened up. Um, I think, you know, Ladarius Green actually doing something for them at the tight end position I thought Jesse James would do more than he has, and he just really hasn't, and I for whatever reason. But Green looks like he's you know he's going to open some things up. Um, and some of that obviously is is really more about Antonio Brown than anything. You know, Brown's the one opening it up for other people. But um, yeah, when they had like I think back to you know a guy that's got size. I think about Plaxico Buris, and then I think about God, who's that other dude that got suspended. And he's out this year, but he he really was. I can't think of it, but Steeler guy, tall, lanky wide receiver. Uh, Wheaton? Nope, not Wheaton. Uh, the other one. Artavis Bryant. Bryant. That's yep. it. <clears throat> yep, yep, yep. You know, I think about that guy. 
and and they've got some bodies too, but they really needed somebody to emerge consistently opposite of Brown. And I'll be curious to see if Green is that kind of guy. I don't know. I mean, you know, every, people can have big games at random random points. I mean, hell, look at Dwayne Allen completely massacring the Jets. Yeah, I mean, here's three touchdowns. I was like, dude, is he going to throw it to anybody else other than Dwayne Allen? This is crazy. I could I could have put up two. You what? I could have put up two against the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just wow. But you know, so the steel, but the Steelers are inconsistent, and they've had some really bad, strange losses. You know what I mean? And that bothers me. That bothers me a little bit. The Ravens are playing better football. Um, they completely demolished the Dolphins. Whoa. Oh, I totally forgot about the Ravens, man. They're yeah. balling right now, actually. Yeah. But, I mean, they've also won a lot of games at home. So, you know, they got four. They won four home games in the last five weeks. But they get to go on the road, too. So they finished the year three of the, you know, they're on the road three of the next four four games. Yeah, they're up at Foxborough on Monday night. That's a big one. That's a big one. And obviously the Ravens tend to be a little bit of a thorn in the Patriots' side. But I think their thorniest is in the playoffs. Yeah. So that that's when they really seem to amp it up for New England. So I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, Raiders, Patriots, Ravens maybe. I, I, I don't really trust them. I don't really the trust them yet. The defense is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I just don't know the offense wise. I mean, I mean Flacco has won a Super Bowl, but yeah, I mean that that was one of the most ridiculously perfect magical runs a quarterback could have. You know, Flacco but, Rainbow, Flacco Rainbow, yeah. But I mean, look, they're seven and five. They're going to be in the mix for it. Um, I certainly think that's realistic. So, but Broncos, I don't trust the Broncos. Uh, the defense is not as good. Uh, the run game is suspect. I know you know Matt's real big on Booker, but. His yards per carry are terrible. And Actually, I, yeah, their defense has kind of uh, softened a little bit. Yeah, the defense isn't as good. Uh, I, I mean, it, it would, would have been a really big ask. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying their defense is bad. It's just last year their defense was all world. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And th- their offense just is struggling. It's struggling. And, and the Texans, who cares what they do? They, they suck. So, you know, we'll, we'll see about the Colts. I don't trust them. Who just got suspended? Was it Dequell Jackson? Yeah. Four games. Yeah. Way to go, guy. Way to go. Nice. Good job. Good effort. Yeah. Good. Good job. Good <clears throat> effort. So. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Barf. Dude. I, <laughs> dude just got injured and pops positive. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. No, you, you don't really want to do that. Is he, is he taking the same drugs that? Um. Oh shoot! What's his face? What Mathis did that one year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have kids, man. Hormone therapy, buddy. Hey, man. <laughs> Hormone therapy. Hell yeah. I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. And I, I think if anything's going to separate them out, uh, yeah, Hill definitely. Maybe if Macklin can actually get healthy and do something. I, I don't know. I, I don't love Alex Smith, but. If Hill's on the field, Kelsey. But by the way, nice, uh, nice stance to stick it to King. That was pretty great. They've got they've got some weapons, but it's the defense. And look, they got pop on them on defense and pop on them on special teams, and they can score. You know what I mean? They they can score in all phases of the game, and yeah. that that can make a team very very dangerous. Because if if 
you know, it starts getting away from you, they can flip the game on you pretty quickly. So I like yeah, Tyree, them. I, I don't love them. I like them, though. Tyree Kills had punt return touchdown two of the last three games. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't expect, you know, he's, he's not going to keep up that average. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, but I'm just saying he's getting good yardage yeah. on those punt returns, yeah. which but, I mean, is helping out with the offense. Holy crap, that guy is fast. Yeah, he is. Good Lord. Scary, scary fast. Scary fast, man. Scary fast. Well, and facing the Chiefs right now is definitely not something anybody wants to do since they've won eight of their last nine games. Chiefs are good. What are they finishing out? Do you get their uh, schedule right in front of you, Randy? Uh, they get the uh, Titans next week. They get the Broncos and the Chargers. Titans, Broncos, Chargers. Okay. They could easily finish 13-3 and because they've already – They've already beat the Broncos earlier this season. Yeah, uh, Bron- Broncos are—they're uh, limited. I don't—I don't have a ton of faith and in them. That was in Denver, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is them. tough sledding. That, that's yeah, a, but the, they beat Denver in Denver, mm-hmm. so now they've got two home game, two more home games with the Titans and Broncos, and then one in San Diego. Okay, I would imagine they go three zero down the stretch, get thirteen and three, and probably the second seed in the AFC. Well, I, my that's expectation my is that it still runs through New England. And I know that. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know Same a lot of people are like, eh, "Well, freaking Patriots, barf." That's fine. Hate on them all you want, but they just—that team—they just keep finding ways, man. They find people, they find ways, and they just keep going. Coaching matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coaching matters. So, I mean, I, I think it has to, still has to kind of go through them, but maybe the Ravens can step up. But I, I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I, you know, I, I think that was a really good home win. So I want to see what they can actually do over the course of the season and if they can really make some noise in the playoffs. I'd be happy for them, man. You know, I'd be happy for Alex Smith. But I don't know that I trust him. I don't know that I trust him. I trust him more than the Jets trust Ryan Fitzpatrick at this point. <laughs> trust him more than that. Oh, he by the way. for Gino. Gino gets hurt. Then he gets to start a roll. Now it's Bryce Petty. Yeah. Good Lord. I do like – remember we were joking around about the game of uh, – the price of game tickets? In Cleveland, yeah, uh, uh, uh-huh. the Jets are right there with them. By the way, <laughs> doesn't surprise me. So uh, <laughs> you could get tickets for that Monday night game for as low as five bucks, and you could sit field level for twenty dollars. Damn! Wow, you could spend less for tickets than you would on beer and a hot dog. That's <laughs> <laughs> sad. You know your team sucks ass. <laughs> When that's your when that's your reality out of that, you know your team is sucking some ass, man. Uh, Andrew Luck four touchdown passes. Uh, I'm surprised the fourth didn't go to Dwayne Allen. You know, and I don't know. That was one where I was I was a little bit behind the on the DVR, and I had a feeling it was going to be. I had a feeling it was going to be an ugly game. Uh, a lot a lot of people probably did. Uh, Forty one to ten's final score, but it didn't even feel that close. Let's be real, and, and it was terrible. And I don't know how much of this you want to lay at the feet of of Todd Bowles. You know, I'm surprised the Jets have the issues they have, but you know, maybe there is a little bit more to this Revis story, and uh, you know, they've got some issues. And I thought I saw somewhere where the Mangold's out for the rest of the year. Yeah, um, he's done. And some people think that might be the end of him from a career standpoint, which would be a shame. Um, but but you know, but but those things, I mean, that's reality, man. Injuries, age, they're good. They're gonna get you. They're gonna get mm-hmm. you. And sometimes you have very brief windows. And you know the Jets did have some really nice years, uh, incredibly, uh, with Sanchez. Remember when it was the Sanchez? Remember that? Uh-huh. <clears throat> and people thought that that guy was gonna be all great. I don't know. Uh, clearly, the highlight of that game 
if you like the Colts offense, you got some good ones. And then realistically, the the other great play was that dude streaking onto the field and getting crushed <laughs> by the by the state trooper, man. And good old good old Kevin Harlan, man. To the 26-yard line. Oh, well, that was the biggest cheer of the night as we got a couple idiots running out on the field right now, taking their shirts off, running all over the place. And the last person I would want to run into is a Ooh. New Jersey State Trooper. Did you see just that like tackle? That. I like that, man. Ooh. New Jersey State Trooper. <laughs> Did you see just that like tackle? That. Oh, and the other guy's knocked down. They're actually hitting harder than the Jets' defense. <laughs> way, way to slide that one in there, man. Way to slide that one in there. Hell, yeah, yeah. But but the streak is running on. I mean, it, you know, well they had so much money for booze because the team, you know, they got the tickets a damn cheap. Yeah, but that that would that to me was the best by far. That was the best part of that game. That's not a good sign. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's bad, dude. That's bad. Uh, you know, Woody Johnson being under consideration for the uh, a UK am- ambassadorship. I think uh, Jets fans might be like, yeah, please, can you leave? <laughs> can you get out of the country? <laughs> Go away for a little while, dude. Sure. Can't can't make the team any worse. Let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, see you later. I don't know. Only other thing I thought was, uh, I guess, moderately interesting from, the, from this game, the spillover this week, has been the dialogue and the discussion about Frank Gore. Of course, he becomes the NFL's eighth all-time leading rusher. And so one of the things that kind of popped up was this conversation about, is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer? And I think you can make a pretty reasonable case for that guy um, to overcome the injuries that he had coming out of I – because mean, if I remember correctly, both ACLs. Yep. And he had – yeah, and he had shoulder – I think he had injuries with both shoulders. And this is a guy that ended up being – crazy damn good crazy damn good I mean he's 33 12 year career 176 games you know he went over a thousand yards in seven of his 10 seasons with the 49ers 74 career rushing touchdowns that, that's 24th in league history I'm sure he'll, he'll sneak a few more in there before he's done uh, the Colts can be rather judicious with how they use him they're not going to make him pound the ball 40 times a game they're not going to do that so I think if he wants to play, he's got a couple years left in the tank. I guess I, I guess we should probably ask Randy because he's our resident 49ers fan. You're going to be a little bit biased, but realistically, I mean, I think I think in today's environment, I think Gore has a pretty reasonable shot. Now I'm not saying he's first ballot, but I think the dude I think the dude is absolutely on knocking on the Hall of Fame door. Given what he's done over his entire career, I'm, I don't see why he wouldn't make the Hall of Fame. Now, what's funny is, is I remember when we went to the Niners-Redskins game. Yeah. He cra- and he cracked off like a 70-some-odd-yard touchdown run. And I looked at you and was like, this dude's going to be good someday. Just He just needs more touches. And lo and behold, I was right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that was – didn't the Redskins like whoop up on the Niners like 55 to 10 or 45? It was some bag of ass whooping. 52 to 14. There you, we you go. You don't forget tragic <laughs> moments like that when I – that's my first NFL game. Yeah. That, isn't that a terrible <laughs> way to – your first NFL game is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, it yay, I get bit. to go see the Niners. Get their ass handed to them. But, you didn't get, but that is kind of cool. In retrospect, you got to see – you know, an early slice of Frank Gore. 
So, I mean, I, you know, I know people will make the argument, uh, numbers don't mean as much, you know, do you, can you define an era with that guy? But I, I think he was, he's certainly very good. I think he'll get in. I don't, he's, I don't think he's first ballot, but I think he'll get in. Uh, and I do, I, I do think he's got a couple years left. Well, I mean, here's an interesting question. I mean, if you're going to mm-hmm. say, did he define an era? Well, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are all pros, all world players that have been on bad teams their entire life. I mean, look yep. at Joe Thomas with the Cleveland Browns. Yep. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday for sure. I mean, he want, it, it amazes me that he wants to stay in Cleveland. That That's a team guy, man, because, uh, you know, the Broncos tried to trade for him. They couldn't work that out. And, I mean, what is he, 32? Yeah, and uh, I was reading some article. I don't, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but he was saying he wanted to be there for the turnaround, and you know, I, I don't. See the Browns become the next Chicago Cubs, essentially, That's bro. Yeah, say. bro. I don't think it's happening, man. I don't think it's happening. What you don't think RG three is going to win the last four games no. of the season starting Sunday? No, no, <laughs> no. But you, you got to give the man credit. He has never missed a snap in his entire career, which is. That's- That's- which is 9, pretty incredible. Six hundred eighty-four straight snaps. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's pretty damn incredible. Durable. That was one yeah. draft pick they didn't get wrong. Nope. <laughs> All right, so I guess a couple things come out of come out of this this line of dialogue. A, <laughs> we talked about the Colts and the Jets. Uh, we don't. I mean, I don't know what Bob G three is going to do this weekend, but he'll probably get hurt again. <laughs> um, uh, who knows? Maybe he'll have a new side chick or something. <laughs> before it's done <laughs> not sure we actually another group of friends of mine we also we all took bets on when he would go out of the game with an injury oh my god <laughs> i had pre-game funny. warm-ups nice <laughs> ow my hammy my hammy Colts got a splitter i can't play nice i do like oh before i forget before i forget as soon as we're talking about frank gore I do like how in the Bears, I lied. I said we weren't going to talk anymore about that Bears 49ers game, but I, I specifically had this one for Randy, and I like I like this. The 49ers get, this is the headline, 49ers get called for an excessive celebration on a touchdown that didn't even count. <laughs> <laughs> During the second quarter, they, uh, they blocked a punt and returned it back for a score, what they thought was a score, and then they were making snow angels in the end zone to celebrate. Only problem was that the dude stepped out of bounds for making it in the end zone. So then they got flagged for excessive celebration. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know what I mean? It, it, it's fitting for the year, isn't it? Just fitting for the year. And then I saw the next day that there was controversy over it because apparently Randall Cobb scored a touchdown and did the exact same damn thing in the end yep. zone and he didn't get a flag. So everybody's like, well, What's no fun in effect. Yeah, I, I, making snow angels. I don't. I mean, like, how long would somebody have to be making a snow angel for you to flag them? You know what I'm saying? Like, of all yeah. the th- of all the egregious penalties and the things that deserve flagging, you know what? If you're gonna flag people for making snow angels, can you please flag Mick Jagger for still having babies at 73? I <laughs> got. Oh, how about you flag that guy? <laughs> Incidentally, so he and that 29-year-old had a baby, right? Yeah. Mick Jagger is a father again, having his eighth child, who is younger than his great-granddaughter. Okay? Holy hell. That's nuts, dude. That's nuts. His eighth kid. that His new baby is 46 years younger than his first child. Well, I mean, I, I can talk to you about a, a procedure you can get. Dude, frozen peas, man. 
I know we'll you. Get, I'll buy you some frozen peas, Mick. Good lord. Just get the snip, bro. Just call it a day. <laughs> it's okay, man. Turn it yeah, off, who, dude. Who in the right mind would want to have a freaking child when you're in your 70s? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the fact you can still get it up is a good thing, I guess, but. Well, yeah, there's enough pills for that stuff. But my goodness gracious. No, dude. I mean, he's going to be in his 90s when that kid graduates from high school. If he's still alive. Mick Jagger's going to freaking live for a thousand years. He's like a vampire. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, he says he can't get no satisfaction. I don't know. <laughs> can he go on? Can he go on Maury? Can we get Can we get this guy on a, a daily talk show? God. <laughs> Who, wait, who's, who's, who's the great one? Who was the... Uh, uh, oh, uh, God bless Jerry, Jerry Springer. Can we get Jagger yes. on Springer? Moves like Jagger. Come on, man. Put that thing away, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's still loaded. Let's see. We'll get Wilt Chamberlain, Cromartie. Uh... <laughs> this was, I don't know who it was. Somebody was like, somebody was like, oh, my God. Mick Jagger finally uh, like has more kids than Philip Rivers. I was, I was dying, dude. I was dying, man. Got one up on him. I was cracking up. Anyway, that's stupid. Yeah, apparently, uh, Philip Rivers got pissed, and he's trying to make another one with his yeah. wife. They have a TLC reality show. Rage face. <laughs> Rage, T- TLC's <laughs> Philip Rivers rage face. I got, wouldn't it be great if it was actually named that? And I, I would want Ke- I would want Kevin Harlan to drop in and do random like voiceovers for the TLC Philip Rivers Rage Face special. That would be the best. Oh, and the other guy's knocked down. Oh, yeah. That would be, that'd be kind of nice. <clears throat> I'd be fe- I'd be feeling that man. I like that. I like that. Let's tighten up a couple of thoughts real quick. Uh, number one, Shane, and realistically, uh, we'll see what happens with the suspension, but how good do you think the Colts are getting into the back half of the season? I mean, obviously, at this point, it becomes make the playoffs, playoff seating, um, show what you really are. You know, you've got enough film. You've had enough of the season. If you're good, you, people generally know that you're good. Okay? Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you have injuries or suspensions or other things that are causing you issues – is your team good enough to overcome them? So how confident are you that the Colts can make anything out? Can, can they make some hay out of this year other than well, getting, getting into the playoffs? Is that really going to be their accomplishment? Yeah, they'll probably get into the playoffs and host a playoff game just because they'll win the division. I don't really trust Brock Osweiler or – No. Well, Brock Osweiler. Well, Tennessee <laughs> may have a chance because they have a running game, but we've already beaten them twice. So we have that tiebreaker on Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and we get uh, Houston this week. I know we get Jacksonville one more time. I think we got Oakland, and I forget the other opponent we have. But um, realistically, I, I would imagine we could probably win three out of four of the last four games and just sneak in, host a playoff game, and probably lose. You got the Texans the at the Vikings, at the Raiders, and then home against the Jags to close out the season. Ooh, that may be two and two. Well, we could probably outscore the Vikings. 
That probably won't be too hard. Mick to Jagger has already outscored the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> uh, incidentally, do keep in mind with the Texans that Brock Osweiler, let it be known, <laughs> quote, I feel like we're very close to exploding as an offense. Mick Jagger approves. Did he did, did he get, did he get the words confused, imploding or exploding? I don't well, they know. They explode that. or implode. It don't matter. Something's going to blow. He's been hitting the head a lot this year, so he could have gotten them reversed. Dude, what? how good does John o. Elway have to feel that that he didn't oh, sign him? Great. I mean, I don't know that they have their quarterback situation answered in Denver, but at least he didn't throw a whole mountain of money at that dude. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I look, uh, you got Bob McNair coming out talking about uh, how we think Brock Osweiler played great. I don't know about that, man. Quote, he played as well as his competitor did. No, he freaking didn't. <laughs> Get out of my face with that crap, Gramps. What the hell are you talking uh, about? This, this is the dude that employed Jeff Fisher for a long time. Clearly, so clearly Bob McNair was on that Raiders flight to Kansas City where they drank all the booze on the plane. And dried the plane out. That is sports proof. Dude, Bob, yeah, I mean, hell yeah. Can you imagine? What a, That had to be a fun flight. And apparently, oh, the, yeah. uh, the apparently I, I forget whoever tweeted about it, but uh, Rich Eisen had one of the, uh, one of the um, uh, yeah, whatever, reporters or whatever that was on the plane uh, on that flight and said something like, yeah, you know, at the very end, they, they ran out of booze and, and the stewardess came on and, Again, this is a, a bunch of Raiders fans on a flight to Kansas City get to go to this you know, Thursday night football game. And the stewardess came on at the end and said something like, uh, I think I'm supposed to say, uh, go Kansas City or go Chiefs. <laughs> so they're out of alcohol. The stewardess oh. gives them a blast. <laughs> I laughed. So It's so funny. But Bob McNair, yo, bro, 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 stop drinking with uh, Ursay, man, clearly. Brock Osweiler <laughs> did not play great. And the only way they're exploding on offense is if they're playing Madden. <laughs> that's it bro <laughs> that's it or if they can play the Jets repeatedly maybe some hope in hell maybe even then probably not so yeah they switch off between the, uh, the Jets and the Browns yeah Whew. I don't know about any of that uh, all right, well, I'll tell you what, let's, let, let's go ahead and wrap up segment one, take a break. We'll do a segment two, then we'll be obviously be done for as the evening. It's nice. It's only it's midnight, so not bad. I think we'll be able to hit our 1 a.m.-ish kind of cut and run without uh, too much of an issue. Um, but any other takeaways from the games we've talked about or anything of, like random you want to throw in on, on tack in on the end of segment one that may, you may feel is contextually relevant? Well, let's do this. Let's. I'm going to talk about, you were talking about how Kansas City was rolling. Yeah. About Tampa and Detroit as well. True, like those dude. Te- those teams have really picked up their play in the last month, and and we can hit that on the other side. Yeah, I think that I think when we talk about the NFC playoff, uh, the NFC playoff pitcher, as uh, D-Stat and, and, and I watch, uh, the, the Giants have some padding there, but losing JPP and uh, some dysfunctional issues, and then the Redskins just shooting themselves in the foot. Um, doing dopey Redskins things. Um, I'm sitting there going, how how does it, how do these two teams look like they've got the wild cards not locked up, but they're just they're such a great position for them, and then they just look so terrible at certain at, at other times. It's amazing to me. Yeah, amazing to me, <laughs> and annoying, <laughs> extremely annoying, <laughs> extremely annoying. 
But no, I, I think in a, I think NFC playoff picture. I think that's definitely a uh, a second segment convo. Uh, one thing that's kind of fun, I'll use this as one of the one of our tie up pieces. I just uh, Shannon, I figured you'd appreciate this. Uh, we haven't talked a lot about uh, the NBA yet. We, we'll certainly dabble more in that as the year goes on. But Spur, you know, pops in the Spurs, man. We talk about pops a lot on the brew. We we love that guy. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that twenty five people in San Antonio actually voted for Greg Popovich as president. I'm surprised it's only twenty five. <laughs> you'd think you'd think it would have been a little bit more, right? But I thought that yeah. was kind of cool, man. That's kind of a hoot. Go pops. So yeah. Anyway, all right. So let's go and take a break. Uh, we're in Sports Brew. We'll be right back on the flip side of this. Uh, as always, uh, keywords, man. Sports and brew. Just look us up. Google whatever. Uh, we're all over. You know, you can find us, man. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, Podbean is is who we host with. So uh, and love for Podbean for liking our posts. Appreciate that. Uh, it's always good to help grow the podcast out. Uh, but keyword just sports and brew, man. We know you like sports, but, and we damn well know you like brew, especially if you're a Raiders fan. <laughs> if we if we need to have a sports brew drinking game <laughs> that involves Mark, <laughs> we need the Raiders <laughs> and a stun gun, and then we'll be set. It'll, it'll be great. It'll be great. I'm, I'm <laughs> what? Is that a, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think it'd be super fun, man. I think it'd be super fun. Anyway, all right, we'll be back in uh, just a moment. Yes, sir, man. Back for segment two. Woohoo! Sports Brew O'Clock. We're gonna have to uh, kick uh, kick Shannon in the ass a little bit, man. So, <laughs> how about Christian Leitner, buddy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we gotta get him. Maybe we get him to stomp on your chest once or twice, just for good measure. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That would be kind of fun, though. I wonder, you know, if there was ever a charity event, if we could be like, "Hey, man, can you just do a pose and like step on this, step on MacGuffin real quick, <laughs> just for fun?" <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Just as a little bit of a topic jump before we shift gears back to the NFL. Uh, realistically, um, just for baseball, for just a momento. What's your uh, Mark or Randy or Matt or Shannon, whatever? Um, what are, what's your like favorite or biggest move that's been made? So far, I would definitely think that out of, I mean, obviously favorite is going to be Cespedes resigning with the Mets, yeah. but as Mets me, fans, yeah, biggest and I think the most big, the biggest and the most shocking to me was Sale getting traded to the Red Sox. Yeah, because there was it sounded like the Nats were going to get him the like the day the night before, and all of a sudden, next thing in the morning, boom, <clears> there he's getting shipped off to freaking Boston. That and Chapman going back to the Yankees that was kind of a surprise to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great deal for the Yankees, though. They, they trade the guy. It's great. It, it also works out pretty well for Chapman. He gets a ring. Yeah, he gets part of this great Cubs story. So rented Chapman, and then he goes back to New York and you know makes fat cash. Man, they had that deal in place. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna trade you. We're gonna get this guy named Gaylord. And uh, <laughs> when the off season comes up, you're gonna come back here. Okay. Well, just the only thing I want you to do in my clause is my trade clause in two years. I don't want to go to any team in California. Okay, good, done deal. Done. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Worked out for everybody. Oh, uh, man. $86 million over five years for Chapman. I Drinks are on a roll this tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. For real. That the White Sox have gotten in the past two trades is insane. When you look at prospects, they've mm -hmm. gotten the number one, the number three, and the number seven top MLB um, prospects. Well, prospects are exciting. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it de- it depends where you're at, right? I mean, it depends where you're at. And, yeah, and, and you they're, know, they're with, with your team, the White yeah. Sox are in a full rebuild. They're going to try to trade Fraser. They're going to try to trade Melky. They might even try to trade Abreu. But I mean, they're in full rebuild mode. Like, how do you feel? Look, USA Today. Don't be <laughs> don't be ESPN and me. Don't be ESPN. Don't be ESPN. ESPN. That sounds dirty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How significant? How significant is sale to the Red Sox? It's significant. Significant because that was the one issue they kind of had last year. David Price, I think, is a little bit overrated. He's a good pitcher. Right. He's going to get you 200 innings. He's going to get you 200 Ks. Porcello. I'm still not a believer in. I want to see another year because he's been an okay pitcher right. for the for so many years. But Sale was that third p- pitcher they really needed. And a lot of teams, have, I mean, especially like um, the Cubs, all they showed you, all you need is three good pitchers and a good closer and good bats, and you can win. Yeah, a that's all you need. That's all you need, man. It's so easy. I mean, it's not so easy, but <laughs> I mean, but Sale. That, that was a haul. Any, anybody who knows baseball knows Dave Dombrowski with what he pulled off in Detroit. This isn't surprising at all. But so, like you were saying, like Randy was saying, everybody was like, he's going to the Nationals. He going, he's going to the Nationals. And um, the only thing was, I think it was um, Lopez. That was the only difference between the White Sox wanted him and, um, and the Nationals said no, but they ended up trading Lopez to the White Sox for Eaton, which doesn't make any sense, but pretty interesting. So let me ask you this. So do you let Chris Sale be in charge of, uh, you know, uniforms or, like, <laughs> throwbacks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uses uniforms other than throwback days. Other than throwback days? Say, I don't think the Red Sox have a throwback because they always wear the same thing. Is that, like, a whole different kind of no-cut like no cut, <laughs> no cut clause? Right. Yeah. No cut. <laughs> no. No cut, man. No, no scissors for you. Look, Edward Scissorhands. But no, none other, of that. Other thing, while I'm thinking about it, <laughs> you've got three years of control on your sale. Yeah. For about fourteen million dollars, for an ace pitcher, when most ace pitchers are going twenty twenty five, that's a hell of a deal. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what plays out. Mark, you got any thoughts on that? You're just like. Chilling? Are you still over there looking up about the, looking up that Terminator pancake or whatever? <laughs> no, no, no more of that. No, I'm I'm on board. I, I think um, all I would say is, uh, yeah, my favorite move is certainly is Cespedes uh, coming back to the Mets. That's that's thrilling. I know y'all got to talk about it some last week, but uh, uh, unbelievably excited for that. Uh, I think it's right in the pocket of what they should have done. You know, glad again, like I talked about earlier with Harper, glad they didn't try to do some kind of you know eight to ten year deal uh i think it shows how much cesspitas really loves being in new york and, and that's fantastic um and yeah I, I too was pretty much expecting you know after everything i'd been seeing that sale was on his way to the national so uh, red sox swooping in and taking them a from you know the enjoyment of you know a nice middle finger to the nationals and you know b i, I like the red sox and i, I respect them and uh, so I, i'm happy about it all, all around yeah if i had a second team my second team would probably be the red sox no, great, great history, and I mean, for me, it's always gonna be about pop, 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 Poppy. For me, and it's gonna be weird and sad to see Poppy or not see Poppy when uh, next year comes around. But hey, deal with that when it gets there. You replace Poppy with Mitch Moreland. <laughs> what did, did you did you like his? Uh, did you like um, you know, Big Poppy on Instagram? I had a picture of uh, Sale, and he said, "My God, my boy Sale to B Town. You guys got me thinking." 
got a, I got a chuckle. So anyway, yeah, that, that, you know that door is open if he wants to come by. Oh God, he <laughs> could do whatever he wants in Boston, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, uh, he still uh, hit thirty homers. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm oh. sure. I'm sure. Uh, Dave Dombrowski said that uh, you know he had no plans on reaching out to uh, Big Pop even after the uh, you know after the post, but he said, "quote I know David well enough, and I know that if he had really had sincere interest, that he would call. It's just like when I walk into you know the Fenway Park clubhouse, he's working out and say, like, hey, you can play, you can play now in the shape you're in.' And he says, "Oh no, 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 no." <laughs> That's but my house. Re- realistically, if he wanted to make a go of it, he could. Um, I think he's got enough, you know, kind of goodwill and good credit. He's done it. You know what I mean? It, there's just certain guys that I think the door would be open if they, if, if you don't, you don't hate people for changing their mind. I mean, obviously when you do like, re, you know, some like retirement tours in some capacity, you kind of figure that's it. Uh, he's had a great run, uh, but I don't think he, he's like worn out as welcome or anything. I think people would be okay if he's like, okay, you know what? Maybe a little bit more. <laughs> so maybe I mean, he, he hadn't really been injured the past couple of years yeah. i mean i don't really think if he really wanted to he could play one maybe two more years oh, yeah. he could but he he he, he closed want to. Five, yeah. yeah but uh, you, you know i mean his legacy's intact he's done what he you know what i mean and sometimes and he went out on his terms yeah and sometimes <laughs> people just want to do other things and, and it's a lot i think emotionally it's a lot for a player that has come to terms with it being done and that you know done that visibly and publicly to then, you know, turn that back around and come back. I think that it's a it's a lot, it's a lot. So we'll see really quickly because I know yeah. you, you, Kevin, especially appreciate the random stories. I saw a pretty mm-hmm. random story on Yahoo, uh, maybe a week or so ago. Um, Adam Jones from the Orioles and and Poppy are, are good friends, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't realize Poppy apparently pretty significantly was kind of rubbed the wrong way when uh, you know obviously all the teams pretty much were you know giving him you know farewell gifts uh, during his you know farewell season last year right. and the Orioles uh, gave him the dugout phone from when apparently he had been in the you know opposing dugouts in Baltimore one year and I guess must have had something go really wrong and he smashed the phone up so they gave him that phone but like he felt like it's kind of like a you know a little bit of a middle finger kind of a not really a very more of a rude gesture than a you know a friendly one and, yeah. and I don't know I mean apparently Adam Jones was the one that brought it out the field and gave it to him but uh, he said you know on the field he said some had some choice words for Jones and didn't really appreciate that one I don't know I mean I, the, Poppy certainly has a sense of humor it probably isn't that serious but it does seem a, a little childish I, I don't know I mean, not that it wasn't childish that he busted up the phone, but... I mean, they didn't have to get him anything. Of course not. No, of course not, but... They could have gotten him a middle finger cake. That would have been great. (laughs) So, (laughs) that's nice, man. Another type of jump for you, Mark. This one's for you. So, uh, with Clay Thompson rocking 60 points in like 29 minutes the other night, as the Warriors are beating the crap out of the Pacers, 142-106 is the final score on that jibby-jobby. Uh, twenty-one to thirty-three, man. That dude was on fire. Um, yeah. like realistically, I mean, I I know uh, we haven't really glossed a lot of NBA stuff, but um, and we've given the Warriors their fair share of gloss over the uh, their run the past couple of years. But I mean, that that team, that team just is almost like scary loaded. <laughs> I mean, scary loaded with people. Yeah, I mean that that just that just the West is a far different conference than the East is. I mean, mm-hmm. in, the, in the East, it's I mean, it's really it's the the Cavaliers. I mean, I, I and so I mean it's but yeah, the 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 West is jumbled from 
two down, but I mean the the, the Warriors are on an island by themselves, and I mean I, I could talk about them for days. I, I honestly still I don't I don't love it. It's still weird for me seeing Durant on that team, and I, yes. I don't love it. I'm still probably my favorite, you know, non Laker to, to be following right now is still Russell Westbrook, because he's on an island by himself in terms of talent and skill and and what he's doing with the triple doubles and you know going into December averaging a triple, triple double things that just don't make any freaking sense but um but anyway i mean it's you know it's going to be interesting to watch the warriors down the stretch cuz i think you know we talked about it briefly pre podcast but i think they're going to handle themselves a lot differently um mm-hmm. i definitely think they're going to be resting players i don't think they're going to go all out like they did last year cuz you have to think fatigue started to become a factor last year um, you know they're they're a different team, you know, in a lot of ways, but 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 not entirely. But regardless, they're they're going to rest up um, if they're in the position to be able to, and as long as they stay healthy right now. I mean, they're <laughs> they're pretty much unbeatable. I mean, I'm not they're 20 and three right now. I'm not saying they're going to be 79 and three, but you know, 73 and nine again, or 72 and 10 somewhere around there, uh, very likely. Well, they're healthy. they're going to be able to dictate a lot of that as long as they're healthy. Um, with just the talent they have and just obviously the start, the star depth. It's one thing to talk about a team having depth. It's another thing to talk about a team having like star, star, depth. star depth. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. and, that, and that's weird to say, but I mean, th- that team is ridiculous. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that they can do that a lot of teams can't do is, look, look realistic, we, we, you know what they're going to get out of Durant. I mean, you're talking Curry, Thompson. I mean, Draymond has his moments. Uh, you know, but when depending on how a team wants to go after them, or if somebody's having a down night, you know they can shift gears and somebody else can just shoulder the load, dude. And if one of those guys is on fire and just raining it in, they can be like, "We're gonna help you create. <laughs> We're gonna help create shots for you. Go ahead and keep shooting." You know what you I mean? You know what the craziest stat <laughs> from that game was? Clay Thompson had eleven total dribbles in the game. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, that is absurd. <laughs> that is hard to do. Oh, yeah. Put up. How many By the way, Mark, yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. Have the Warriors been able to shake off last season? <laughs> <laughs> somehow, no. somehow I think they're going to be okay. You know, uh, it, it, thanks, uh, Shannon, for your Draymond Green moment and always being able to kick a sound drop into high gear. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think Shannon has a healthy obsession with uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Maybe I'll be able to break free of it. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Womp womp, Shannon. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Give me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to play Ariana Grande right now. I'm resisting. It was too easy. You need to earn that. Come on, Josh. You need to go, bro. Come you on. <laughs> you need to earn it. You need to earn it. You need to earn it. <laughs> Anywho. Mm, mm, mm. Oh. oh, no. I hear a baby in the background. I'm hoping that will settle down. <gasps> Lord. Is it Whitfield? Oh, yes. Now it's that baby in your big old tummy. Womp, womp, that's a strong comeback. <laughs> uh, you've been Rick trolled by Whitfield. 
now. <laughs> there it is. Nice. 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 Anyway. Any other random NBA thoughts? I'm, I may have a, a baby alarm that I'm going to have to go answer in a moment. We'll see. It's December. Yeah. You know, I know. I know. I know. It is December. But, oh, other random, like, goofy thing. Uh, obviously, I, I think this is just some a spillover from this whole Phil Jackson, LeBron James posse comments, which to me is an incredibly stupid line of conversation. That's an opinion. Lots of things can be loaded, loaded language. But I, I think sometimes you can make it more loaded than it actually is. If you want it to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? <sighs> it's a pretty open conversation that can go a lot of different ways. But I will say the Cavaliers playing, they'll flip the water bottle and all that junk as they were crushing the Knicks. I mean, come on, y'all. Like, seriously? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of an odd. I would have to, well, that's the second New York team to lay down this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll show a little bit more fight against them next time. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, I mean, 126.94, they're whooping them, and then, you know, they're flipping water bottles in the final minute. So It's pretty bad. I, I am, I'm going to check out my first uh, NBA game of the season, uh, going to see the Wizards against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, I get a lot of traction here, but uh, Giannis, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. but the Greek the, the, dude, right? The Greek freak. Uh, he, he'll be fun to see in person. And obviously our, our old Duke friend, uh, Jabari Parker, Wizards are playing a little better lately. They're still, I mean, they're eight and thirteen. They're still way below where they should be, uh, but they're five and five of the last ten. Hopefully, they're they're turning it around. They've got way too much talent to be, yeah. you know, so far below five hundred. Uh, but uh, but that should be fun. Nice. John Wall dropped fifty two the other day. Yeah, he, buddy. He did. Uh, he, he's uh he's having you know plenty of a good season. Even the rest of the team is not, but. Well, you know, maybe John, maybe John Walsh would stay at like a Trump hotel. He'd be like, "Yeah, build this wall," <laughs> right? Right? Mind blown. He he won't <laughs> he won't have to worry about running into LeBron. I mean, <laughs> just saying. True. True. <laughs> All right, that's goofy. So go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. I was just say what, uh, I mean, what was funny about Wall's fifty-two point game is like he he outscored the entire. Yeah, magic starting lineup. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's always fun. And they still lost. And they still lost. That's that's yeah, I don't want to talk about that, but that's all right. That's a very that's a very Washington sports thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Find find ways to lose. Oh, yep, I got a text that says, Help me please. So let me go check baby scenario here and I'll all be right, right back. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Hold on. All right, man, back from the uh, baby alarm emergency brigade. Uh, both of them waking up. That's always tough sledding. So oh. Shmama Bear was up there bouncing between both rooms. So had to go pitch in a little. Uh, she had to call in a re relief pitcher. Mick Jagger should consider the same thing <laughs> for slightly, <laughs> slightly different reasons. Just saying. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mark, i tell you what, man. I know... Um, Depending on how the rest of the podcast goes, you might have to pull the ripcord, so that's okay. Uh, so, out of curiosity, um, where do you stand right now with uh, <laughs> looking at the duration of the Giants' season and some of the stuff that's going on with, you know, uh, I guess some role stream with Cruz and the normal shenanigans with Beckham people. I, I, some of it's a reaction to him is just is really what it is. But uh, the loss of JPP, obviously, with the uh, uh, sports hernia surgery and just kind of the evolution of 
I don't know, man. The Steelers kind of took him to task, dude. So, like, looking forward, I, I, do you think that was just, you know, they had a couple of, you know, so-so, game, so-so you know, opponents with Chicago and Cleveland and then just weren't quite ready for Pittsburgh? I mean, the, the Green ate him up. I mean, is that is, is that the aberration, or do you think that they could kind of have a slide at the back end of the season? Um, I you know, I, I we got – I mean, we knew we we knew that the end of the season was where they were going to be tested most. So you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not pushing the panic button after one game. I mean, I, right, I, right, right, right. I, I watched it all, and and they they definitely had. I mean, where, where I got frustrated was they had so many opportunities. I mean, they, they you know, I, I, you know, I watched the game from start to finish, and I mean, they had multiple chances where they could have put up at least three, and you know, it just turned into, you know, fourth and one garbage play. You know, get stuffed. You know, Eli interception. Um, you know, stupid penalties, uh, things like that. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those games where maybe I'm, maybe I'm looking through rose colored glasses, but I think it, it could have and probably should have been closer. Now it wasn't, they, they didn't do what they needed to do. So I'm not, um, uh, not taking, pulling them off the hook, but, um, I think that's JPP is that, that, that's, that stings a lot. I mean, it stings because I like the guy. It stings because you know I think he's a phenomenal player. And it stings because right. defense has certainly been their their strength. Uh, I still certainly find the running game to be suspect, uh, as, as probably everybody does. And it, it I is. think the passing game hasn't quite been up to par to where it should be, but I think it can be when it needs to be. Well, you need consi- you need consistency. Yeah, exactly. you need consistency. And, and, uh, Go ahead. So uh, Dallas, you know, this week that's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I think that's, uh, you know, just like, uh, you know, Giants Redskins, Giants Dallas pretty much always bring the best out of each other, and I'm expecting a great game. I, uh, okay. you know, sweeping Dallas right now for the season, that would be huge. That would be really tough. It'd be um, enormous, yeah. But uh, but that that would certainly send send a, send a pretty good message. So I'm, I'm excited for that one. I still I, I think that, you know, their path, and I mean, it's certainly what what won them, you know, a couple of Super Bowls in the past. I think their path this year is absolutely going to be on the backs of the defense. Now, you know, they're certainly not like a you know early two thousands you know, Baltimore team where you know they don't have any offense. But I still think <laughs> their their strength their strength certainly uh, is going to need to continue to be their defense because yeah. I just think unfortunately the the offense, especially with the lack of a consistent running game. Is just not always going to be be able to put up, you know, upper twenties, you know, low thirties kind of game. So when you're playing a team that's got a high octane offense, we're going to need to be able to keep them in the you know teens, hopefully. Yeah, well, it, you know, some of the things that you, if they're going to make a run and get it done and that kind of stuff, this is the time of year you want to see some of these issues kind of ironed out. Um, that was the fifth game for Eli with two uh, two or more interceptions. Um, he's tied for the most in NFL with that with that scenario. So that's always kind of dice. It's tough. Once well, enemy Stevie Stevie Wonder obviously needs to stop wrecking our game. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if Beckham needs to go full Eli. Uh, Eli was talking about how uh, Beckham needs to kill the officials with kindness. Um, it, 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 you know that's the thing with Eli. You know, people poke fun of his like "oh shucks" kind of thing, but you know, some of that is. I mean, some of that's done on purpose. Oh yeah, some of that is done specifically on purpose. It's the same thing with Peyton. You know, Peyton comes. Peyton does it in a different, slightly different way, but you know, they kind of play the "oh shucks," you know, "oh man" kind of thing. They they do that, and they do that for a reason. All right, that's not just they don't just oh, oh, oh I have this picture where I look like a moron. They don't just you know what I mean? It's I mean some of some of, some of that is an acting job. 
And if you haven't figured if you haven't figured that out by now, then they've done a great job of snookering. It. They've done a great job of snookering you. <laughs> okay, yeah, but part of that is I just is, figured it was Eli acting natural. Yeah, well, of course Eli you did. Acting natural. But you know, some of that is is to you know stave off criticism and just to to shrug off. Um, you know, uh, the media kind of riding people and going at them. I mean, it, it's just the reality that those are, you know, Eli and Peyton grew up with it. You know what I mean? Because of Archie. So they know how to deal with aggressive media market. They know how to deal with that. You may not agree with their style of how they deal with that, but they know how to deal with it. All right. And Eli is not going to be ranting and raving and going at referees. No, he's just not going to do it. Okay, so you know Beckham, whether you like him or not, is not the issue here. He, he he's a competitor. He's he's had some shenanigans. He enjoyed, you know, he got a kick out of Antonio Brown's touchdown. I think I saw some like random thing from the night before they were hanging out and dancing with each other and uh, whatever, you know, social media platform they were using at the time, having some fun. It, it, so he's clearly going to have some fun with some things. But there are times when he does get annoyed or or does have. You know, the game doesn't go the way he thinks it should, or he doesn't get a call, or whatever. I mean, sometimes you know you can give you can give the refs a little bit of lip, but you have to be mindful that that can come with a cost. (laughs) That can come with a cost, and so you have to dance the dance. All right, you just do. So, you know, the Giants to me, I I I don't think they've put it all together yet. Losing JPP is is obviously a negative for them. That hurts. The offense is capable of more than they've done. But I don't know that they put that together in time to make the run. You know, they they are sitting in the position to have a wild card. Right. And if they can beat Dallas, I think at that point they've pretty much locked in the wild card. I'd, I'd be surprised if, if they beat Dallas. I would be surprised if they don't at least get in as a wild card. If that would take a pretty big December El Foldo. You know right. what I mean? And I don't know that that's going to oh, happen. Oh, they're a wild card. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident. So they still have some time to, you know, resolve some of those issues. I don't, I don't know that you can correct the run game, but I, that's, I think that's just it, some of that's just what it is. But they can certainly, <laughs> they're going to have to cover tight ends a little bit better. That, <laughs> sure. That's for sure. They, um, they can continue, continue to solidify what they're doing well. Yeah. And and, uh, and some of it's yeah, con- but, some of it's just consistency, but you, they have yeah. to eliminate some of those, you know, some of those. When you have a short fielder, you're in the red zone. At least get out of there with points, right? You know, I, I mean, they gave up a safety because of a hold in the end zone. Which if if the dude hadn't held, I don't know if he's if Eli would have gotten the ball out of there. But they would have, they had a positive play. It gets wiped right. out, and then it's a safety. And I th- was it Timmons that picked that ball off? I think it was Timmons. But e- either way, I mean, Eli threw a. You know, I mean, it was a good play by by the defender. It was a good play by that guy, but it flipped the field. I mean, they were in scoring position, and pff, there it goes. Yep. You know, those those things are tough. And if you're gonna get over the hump, you have to minimize that kind. Of, you know, field flipping turnovers are bad, bad, bad news, man. Bad news. So. I don't know. I'd be kind of curious to see how they show up against Dallas. I think that's going to tell us a lot about a positive, strong bounce back against Dallas tells us a lot about where they're at and where how they're going to finish the year. I don't know how they're going to finish the year, but a really strong bounce back against Dallas 
which should be a better Dallas team than they played at the beginning of the season, tells us a lot about where they're at. But, you know, the Red, the Redskins, you know, they made a run at it. So we'll see what the Giants can do. Incidentally, does anybody have more primetime games to finish the season than the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. It is Probably amazing. I mean, they got flexed. They got, they got flexed. I think they have, like, primetime games. It feels like the whole rest of the way. <laughs> so clearly, for the ratings boost, <laughs> there you go. They just, you know, the NFL needed Dallas to be good. And all of a sudden, the ratings come flocking back, which is pretty wild. <clears throat> Steelers are still a little inconsistent. Um, yeah, and it was Lawrence Timmons. Oh, by the way, yeah. Justin. Uh-huh. Ezekiel Elliott has not lost an away game since his freshman year of high school. Isn't that amazing? That's crazy. That is completely yep. – I mean, that's ridiculous. Now, granted, I would, you know, you got Ohio State. Here we're going to be creeping on the back end of his rookie season in the NFL. That's a long time to not lose a losing away game, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's pretty it's, wild. It's insane. That's pretty wild. So, I don't know. Kudos to them, Lions Saints. I know you had mentioned a little bit about Tampa Bay, uh, and certainly the Lions. And I, I do think you know Detroit is a team that has surprised me. Um, we talked a lot about obviously the loss of Calvin Johnson. I haven't quite put my finger on the pulse of that team, but you know I think Stafford has responded really well um i've heard some people you know bring his name up as far as mvp consideration i don't know that i go that far but certainly you have to give that team credit for how they've transitioned i don't i don't want to say moved on because that's that that doesn't quite feel right but how they've transitioned because it it redefines the offense and it altered how he had to approach being a quarterback and i think he's done a good job of distributing the ball Look, the Lions have won seven of their last eight games. They had a one and three start, but they've they've been rolling since, man. You know, and, and I think most of us expected the Lions Saints to be a shootout, and it wasn't. It was twenty eight thirteen Lions. What the hell? That was the first game uh, this year for Drew Brees with zero touchdown passes. Sheesh. It was weird. It was weird. You know, Lions are in. You know, realistically, they they control their own fate. If they if they hold form, they're going to win that division. We'll see what Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay has got tough sledding. They got you know Seattle coming up. We'll see, and then they're, then they're going to have a game. Obviously, Green Bay and you know Detroit. So we'll see if that ends up being the one to settle the division. It might be, you know. But but Detroit, Detroit's balling. It's not always pretty, and they've had a whole bunch of fourth quarter comebacks. But you you know you buckle down in the Saints. You hold them to thirteen. You did it. That's a damn good defensive game plan. Uh, yeah, and execution, well, especially in New Orleans of all yeah. places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was—I don't know if I was mulching leaves or mowing grass, or I was doing some I was doing yard work, and I had that game on the radio. And the guy just kept going. I, I keep waiting for the New Orleans to score like three touchdowns in two minutes or something crazy. And it just—it <laughs> just never happened. Never materialized. And it wasn't until there were like a few minutes left in the game. He's like, "Okay, I guess uh, New Orleans is not going to score any more points." <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of random, man. But that that's a hell of an effort. That's a hell of a defensive game plan and execution. And Detroit deserves some kudos for that. I mean, it's not very often we spend a lot of time glossing up anything the Lions have done. But I think that's pretty legit. And they control their own fate. And at this point of the year, if you're playing good football, you like to be in the driver's seat. Because it gives you latitude. 
you know, gives you latitude with how you're going to approach games and, you know, how you want to scheme. And then you, you don't, you know, I mean, the pressure's different. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Speaking of controlling your own fate, Buffalo, uh, thanks for the memories this year. And I know the, the Raiders ate it against Kansas City, but uh, just because it's ridiculous. Uh, Buffalo, by the way, the Bills allowed 29 points in a, roughly a 12-minute span, and the Raiders scored 21 consecutive points. They scored the final 29 points in that game. Wow. I mean, just ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, And we also got King kicking the penalty flag with a dance. I mean, that, that was great. <laughs> That, <laughs> that was great. That dude, it's not very often you're like, that punter's entertaining. That dude is entertaining. That dude is entertaining. I like that mm-hmm. guy. Um, I guess at some point we need to talk about the my irritation with the Redskins and the Cardinals. I, I keep feeling like I want to avoid that game. <laughs> so I will. Huh? So you could always gloss up the Bengals over the Eagles if you really want to avoid it that badly. <laughs> Wow, so Justin really just wants to break free of the Redskins. Game. See, there you go. There it is. There it is. I I, you, I, you know what? I'll, I'll give it to you for that one. I'll give it to you for that one. You know, I liked how Deshaun Jackson broke free of the coverage. I like how Jamison Crowder broke free of the coverage. Mm-hmm. Johnson broke free of the coverage. I do not like how David Johnson broke free on that fourth and one. Or how J.J. Nelson got that 42-yard touchdown. It, incidentally, that was a hell of a throw and a hell of a catch by by Palmer and, and Nelson on that. Because that was good defense. How that ball actually got in there is amazing. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on a minute. <laughs> what did you just say? I said, I don't know how that ball got in there. That was some tight coverage. (laughs) Shannon, (laughs) as a matter of fact, Shannon, uh, what happened? Soundboard.com has an error, a timeout error occurred. Thanks, Soundboard.com, for effing up. Yeah, well, one of the reasons I've been a lot of sound bites tonight is because Soundboard.com is effing up. So every time I go to play anything, it's like, fail. You said... Hey, it worked that time. Yay. I'm glad it's off of this train. Yay. All right, good. I think what bothers me is is for the Redskins, you know, uh, and and they, you know, the game in Dallas, that was a lot. I mean, it was a tough turnaround, Sunday night football, Thursday, Thanksgiving, blah, 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 blah. Um, And they, they pissed away some opportunities with that one. And they were close, right? And then you have this gap of time, and it's like, how do they go down to Arizona and they can't figure out how to pick up a blitz over the course of the freaking game? Why Why is Kirk Cousins backpedaling and throwing the ball as much as he had to? I mean, he was under an incredible amount of duress. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's impressive that he only, you know, he didn't throw like a boatload of picks. I mean, obviously the game and really the game ends on a bad interception because he threw it behind Crowder. But I mean, he was he was like he's like going backwards. He's going backwards throwing the ball. You guys can't scheme anything better than that. You can't help that man out. You can't give them some other play. You can't run Kelly a little bit more. 
you can't. I mean, something. I mean, you got enough people there. I mean, I obviously, no Jordan Reed. That's a huge. That's a huge issue. You anytime Jordan Reed doesn't play, you see the value of Jordan Reed in that offense. And that dude was a baller. But come on, y'all can't get some plays to help deal with Arizona's defense and or give Kirk Cousins a little bit of improvement there with blitz pickup and some protection issues. Come on, man. Oh, NFL coaches, dude. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I mean, even Mick Jagger uh, suffers from those protection issues. So, Look, man, you know, the only thing that got more penetration in the Arizona Cardinals was freaking Mick Jagger. You're killing me. You know what I mean? And Carson, Palmer, Carson Palmer threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Come on. Come on, dude. That's crap. And, you know, look, it, it, when when the Cardinals went for it on fourth and one at their own 34-yard line, what the hell does that tell you? They do no not fear. respect that defense. They, they, they didn't want to give the ball back to the Redskins. Their best bet was to go at the defense. That was their best bet, and it worked. And it worked. So I'm pretty disappointed with what that game turned out to be. I thought the Redskins pissed away a nice opportunity. Pissed away a really nice opportunity to stay relevant and to keep a hold of the wild card. They they gave it away. They gave it away. And you can talk about Gruden ripping the team in the locker room and all that crap all you want. Um, they're going to get Trent Williams back, which obviously will help a great deal. Or it should. It should. And, you know, I can give Larry Fitzgerald kudos for moving to third place on, you know, all-time receptions in the NFL. Good for you. Yay. You got 10 passes and the, you know, Cardinals went over the Redskins. But I, I, I don't know. It just it leaves a lot to be desired. It leaves a lot to be desired with how they, how they made adjustments, how they handled the run game. Because Kelly, look, he's not a flashy, flashy runner. But that guy does get yards after contact. That dude runs hard. Dude runs hard. And they could have used a little bit more of that. Now, obviously, the fumble when um, – it wasn't Calais Campbell that that caused it, if I recall correctly. He's the one that ended up recovering it and hoofing it down to the 10. But, you know, I mean, the Cardinals just got all up in Cousins' face. You know, got the strip sack fumble boom. I mean, that was a huge sequence of events. A massive sequence of events in in the context of that game. And pretty disappointing. So, I walk away from that game very dissatisfied. <laughs> Other than the fact that I had David Johnson on my fantasy team, so I was like, well, at least I have that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for coming up big, Johnson. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it, <laughs> it's just obnoxious, man. The Redskins' defense looks like crap. They had 10, 10 days to get ready and they didn't look like they were ready they had 10 days to get prepared to bounce back off of a tough loss against dallas in dallas and that's how they came out that's disappointing you know you can argue about maybe some close calls maybe some borderline stuff maybe they should shouldn't have flagged whatever but didn't get the job done man Think of the job done. And that's at this time of year in the playoff race, that is obnoxious. 
obnoxious. I don't have a whole bunch of angry rants about it. I'm just annoyed. <laughs> I'm just annoyed. What's well, a I, good thing you don't have a major rant? No, I, I don't. I'm just I'm I, I'm just like I'm like really y'all. Come on. What are you gonna say, Shannon? The greatest rant, other than your Donovan Donovan McNabb rant, was when you went to the Carolina game and they oh, just got pissed. housed. I was pissed. And the first hour after we inter- did introductions, the first hour was you going off on the Redskins. I literally was just sitting there just like, holy crap, dude. I was pissed. That was <laughs> yeah, good were. money and a lot of beer. And I couldn't even enjoy being drunk. <laughs> when you go to a football yeah. game and you can't enjoy being drunk, you're having a bad day. <laughs> or you're That's a Browns bad. fan. That's real bad. Sucks. Or you're at a Jets game. No wonder Fireman Ed retired. (laughs) He couldn't get drunk enough to deal with the Jets anymore. He's like, I'm out. Peace out, y'all. I'm done. It's tapping. Butt fumble. Peace out, y'all. Sanchez that. Late. (laughs) No soup for you. So, I I don't know. You know, and you look at uh, how Detroit's playing, then obviously the threat with uh, Green Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. I mean, to me, it looks like at this point that you know the most realistic outcome is that it's a team out of the NFC East, and it should be the Giants, given the way the schedule stacks up. Uh, and then I'm looking at it, going, "Well, you know, we, we got Atlanta and Tampa Bay, man. And Tampa Bay is balling out all of a sudden. They're just finding ways to win games. That they're not perfect, but they they have a couple of signature wins. They're young. They're just." I don't know, man. I'm looking at it, and, and my gut tells me the Redskins, they had their margin of error, and they pissed it away. Yeah. And that bothers me. So unless the cart, unless the Falcons go El Foldo or the Bucks totally drop off, I, I'm just not sure I see a viable path for the Redskins to stay in and obtain a wild card. Jeff Fisher would not allow that to happen. Of course. <laughs> Tampa Bay doesn't exactly have a very friendly schedule for the the last four games what are they finishing out with they got the saints at home they got the saints at home this week they got dallas in dallas next week then they have the saints again in in new orleans and then they've got the panthers at home yeah panthers are a hot mess i would imagine they'll split with new orleans so need dallas to pound on them which probably what they will because they're yeah. they'll be looking for the number one overall seed. And yeah, that's well, what, the that's qu- when those. Yeah, the question with Dallas at this point is going to be when do they start? You know how how long do they stay aggressive? Uh, I would just, think until they clinch the number one overall seed, then they'll probably just start, lay, you know, slowing down a little bit. I mean, Jerry Jones came out and said they don't plan to rest their starters. So, but uh, you know, they don't have to do like what Dungey and the Colts did years ago, which I think everybody looks back and you go, "Yeah, you can't do that." Isn't that right, Shannon? Oh my god. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't pull people at in the third quarter or at <clears throat> halftime, or you know, maybe they play a quarter and, and you go, "All right, just you know, you get a couple series, stay fresh, and then stay sharp, and then we're you know popping you back out." Maybe we'll see. Hey, Justin. Yeah. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. That's right. That's right. Let's see if that let's see if that soundboard actually is working. That's what I'm talking about. Close. Don't go there with me. There you go. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. Nice you want to keep it real, you keep it real with me cuz I ain't for no game. Yeah. I ain't for no game. 
So, I, you know, I don't know. I'm disappointed. I mean, I'm glad that the, the Packers won and, and beat the Texans for whatever the hell that's worth. Uh, not a lot. I was, I was glad for that game, too. <laughs> Why? Because the Texans lost. Oh, well, cool. <laughs> I should have known. There you go. Makes sense. Was what does Whitfield say? Yes, sir. That's what Whitfield says. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, no, thanks. No, thanks. What What do you think about this Sunday, Whitfield? I think... Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? You think, you, you think they, they're going to run the table? Is he frozen? Shannon. Really, bro? Really, bro? Shannon, really? (laughs) Just saying. The only way the Packers even have a prayer making the playoffs, they would have to run the table. Or get an awful lot of help from everyone else around them. I think they can do it. They beat Seattle to run it. Well, Seattle's the linchpin. They're and not as bad. I don't get it why people think they're as bad as that record is. Yeah. They weren't exactly overly impressive last week. No. No, but I mean, you you got to win the ugly game. It was freaking snowing, and it was 30-mile-per-hour winds. It's Green Bay and Lambeau. They still had 350 yards of offense. Well, they got, a, they got a lot of stuff late. It was 7-7, I think, through a huge chunk of that game. And then, you know, dude fell down. The guy that was running around with his shirt off at the beginning of the pregame warm-ups fell down. And so Jordy got that big old touchdown. That wasn't me. This is not a Shaggy song. <laughs> All right? It's not a Shaggy song, man. I don't know that I believe. I, if Green Bay can beat Seattle, which is – that's a big one. If they can if they can take care of that. And obviously Seattle loses – well, they beat the hell out of the Panthers. My God. In between the, oh, the in, in between the Colts beating the brakes off the Jets and the Seahawks beating the ever living crap out of Carolina, I mean, my God, dude, they whooped yeah, so the much Panthers. That game being at halfway decent. Yeah, well, maybe <laughs> Rivera should have left uh, Cam Newton on the bench the whole game. No, right? It's still so weird that Anderson rolls out there. Oh, look, what is this dude doing out here? And he throws a pass and it bounces up there and gets picked. It wasn't it, the pick wasn't even his fault. Wasn't even his fault, but it was just like so fitting. <laughs> it was so fitting. And then I've seen all these dumb stories about why that happened to Cam, and it was oh, well, he wasn't wearing a tie or he wasn't dressed this way, and I don't know. It feels like that's kind of a cover story for something else, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, is what it is. You know, I mean, unless they're going to come out and talk about it, or we find out in the off season, it, that might just be one of those things that got swept under the rug. We never really know. It seems to be a bit of an overreaction over a tie, considering that it's not like Newton was dressed as a bum. I mean, he's had some pretty wild outfits over the course of the year, but I don't know. I mean, you got Rivera talking, worried about the mental health of the, of the team and the mental state of the team. I mean, if you're having those kind of di- that kind of dialogue, those kind of discussions, clearly the mental <laughs> health, mental state of your team is not good. No. Clearly. Lon isn't good. Defense is struggling. Carolina's a mess. Carolina's a mess. Nah. It's almost it's almost like I mean, yeah, obviously it's a Super Bowl hangover, but still, you made it to the the big game. There's no reason for that team to have fallen apart the way it has. The, the, yeah, I mean, they missed Norman. 
I mean, that's clear. But it's more than that. And obviously, you know, uh, Keegley had the con- the concussion issues, missed some time. But you know, they the, missed the running game. They, they miss a lot. They they miss a lot. I mean, the, the attitude of the defense. The I don't know. The, the, I mean, the team just doesn't have the call it mojo, call it vibe, call, whatever it is you want to call it. They don't have it. I mean, Cam's starting to revert back to his old self again, moping around and isolating himself and everything. Look, All the stuff that he didn't do last year. Shannon, you got You got You got to dig out a little note and stick it in that Stan Newton. <laughs> Stan yeah, Newton's suggestion box. We got the suggestion box, bro. We got to get that suggestion box back out here. Clearly, he needs he needs a little bit of a redirection from the brew crew. Yeah, he does. He does. But you know they're not as good. It's weird. I mean, you figure Benjamin Benjamin's back and healthy. You know, maybe they can absorb. You know, losing Norman, the offense will pick it up. It just hasn't happened. Hadn't happened. So, so I I definitely do not have a lot of faith. I do not have a lot of faith in the Panthers. Buccaneers, I think, are coming on strong. I mean, like him or not, Jameis Winston's definitely uh, progressed well, this year. He does, he's not had the sophomore slump. No, I mean, you figure look, you, you figure looking at the NFC, someone talked about the AFC stuff. I mean, you got the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Lions, Falcons, Giants, and Bucks. Giants and Bucks being your two kind of wild card zones right now. Uh, Seahawks, we'll see how they deal with losing Thomas. That's obviously a, a pretty significant blow. And it's weird to see how they were. They just sucked so much ass against Tampa Bay the week before. Uh, and there they just shellacked. They just shellacked the Panthers, man. They came out and they played pissed. Yeah. Well, when they yeah. when the Seahawks get a home game and that crowd gets rowdy in prime time, good luck. It's a hell of a yeah. place to go in for a win. But outside looking in, Washington, maybe they got some life left. Pa- Vikings, no. Packers, maybe. Cardinals, uh, Saints, no. Eagles, no. Nah. No. Nah. Panthers, definitely not. And the 49ers, I like I like this power ranking. 49ers in 16th in the NFC, and it just says, at least they're better than the Browns. And for the Bears, it says, <laughs> <laughs> Bears are in the 15th hole. For the Bears, it says, at least they're better than the 49ers. <laughs> and then it's the Rams, and it just says, yet another non-winning season for Jeff Fisher. So, I'd like to say I have faith in Green Bay and faith in the Redskins to sort this out, but no. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, man. Let's uh, let's go and start wrapping up and getting the hell out of here. Uh, I don't have any like glorious stats to really talk about with <laughs> the the Redskins Cardinals game again. I, I don't. I'm not so much angry about it as annoyed. You know, I definitely have games where I'm angry and I'm pissed and I'm annoyed. What you know what I mean? I have that stronger reaction. Um, after the loss to Dallas, I kind of felt like there was a slide coming, and I just wanted to see them avoid it. Uh, they did not. They did not. I kind of feel like you know the writing's on the wall for what the season's going to be. Not that they had enough to make any real significant deep playoff push or run, but uh, at least you know the offense can move the ball. Can, give me a little something from that, and and don't show me a team that can't defensively just can't put it together. Just atrocious. Offensive line blocking atrocious, blitz pickup atrocious, defense atrocious. Not happy with it. If that's how they're going to play, they're going to end up in a simulation like the Cleveland Browns did. <laughs> right? I don't know who in their right mind took the time to do this, but somebody decided to simulate the the Browns and the Crimson Tide. Or maybe maybe they created both teams and they actually played Madden. I don't know. But either way, the the freaking Browns lost to a Roll Tide. <laughs> lost to Alabama. <laughs> Nick Saban says, I like this. 
I like that. Damn. So, yeah, EA, EA Sports and Bleacher Report put that question to the test, and it wasn't good news for the Browns. <laughs> How it, bad do you have to be? Yeah, is anything good news for the Browns? Anything? Probably not. Arnold says no. 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 There is a bit of breaking news from the game tonight. I know What's we that? lost at the Chiefs pretty well, but apparently, oh. according to Andy Reid, linebacker Derek Johnson has ruptured his Achilles tendon. Mm-hmm. Down for the year. Yeah, that sucks for him. I think he's 34-35 right in that zone. Yeah, he's, so, he's up there. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's one of the linchpins on that defense. Yeah, no, that's going to hurt them a ton. It's going to hurt them a ton. It's time of year, man. Seahawks lose Thomas. Yeah. Um, you know, Chiefs obviously are going to lose Johnson. Your depth is critical, and then your scheme is critical. Your execution of that scheme is critical. And your coach and staff put into, you know, Thomas not out there. Yeah, no, it'll be strange. It'll be strange. I certainly don't think he's retiring. I mean, you can let that one go. But, um, hey, um, but <laughs> that's for you, Shannon. Thank you. That's for you, Shannon. Incidentally, uh, for anybody that wants to do the mannequin challenge, do yourself a favor. Do not pose with handguns. <laughs> Just letting you know. Just letting you know, because a Damn. big bunch of ding-dongs did a mannequin challenge, had their guns all out somewhere in Alabama. All right, this mannequin challenge, which features an intense shootout, led to two arrests on gun and drug charges. Way to be idiots, guys. Bad enough if you have illegal firearms and are dabbling with the drug trade. If you are, that's on you. If you're a drug dealer and you enjoy the sports brew, good for you, bro. <laughs> or ma'am or whatever. <laughs> but don't do the mannequin challenge. It's a terrible idea. The mannequin challenge itself is pretty funny. Okay, it's super rando. But a bunch of redneck, rednecks did it with no consequences. But you know, anyway. I'm I'm just saying, depending on some stuff, hanging out. If you do the mannequin challenge and you got and you got firearms and draw unnecessary attention to yourself, it's like asking for <laughs> trouble, isn't it? Isn't it? The hell, man. I don't know. <laughs> no, so I don't know the old. background stories of the individuals involved. I don't. Next time. I don't. I'm just saying, it seems dumb. <laughs> you got just arrested. You got arrested because you did a mannequin challenge with some handguns. Mark maybe wants to turn it into a political conversation about race. I don't know. <laughs> I just find it laughable and stupid. <laughs> anyway, incidentally, Mark, this one's for you. <laughs> the least credible news source of the day. What do you think it is? I mean, all fake news. <laughs> all fake news. So there was a poll, and it says, Americans think ABC and CBS are the most credible news sources, and The Onion and Fox News are the least. (laughs) (laughs) What a bunch of garbage. The Onion is real. (laughs) That's all right. That that mannequin challenge with arrest was probably actually an Onion story. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Wouldn't that be really funny if that actually was a fake story and got picked up and run with? That would have been pretty great. It wouldn't shock me. No, I, not, at this point, you know, you have to take everything. Who? There's all these like dumb stories that are really funny. Like, uh, man steals can of Pillsbury, whatever, hides it in his butt, and it explodes in the Walmart bathroom. <laughs> you know, there's all those really stupid things, and you're like, how does anybody actually think that's a true story? And they share it on Facebook. It's amazing to me. Fake news. You know, I think Kevin Harlan needs to like voiceover and make the calls when the fake news gets busted. Jersey State Trooper. Did you see Just that like tackle? That. Oh, 
and the other guy's knocked down. That'd be pretty awesome. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man, I, I think we can walk We can walk it out of here. Oh, I was going to say before I forget, uh, with the Cam Newton thing and all the stupidity about the tie and the suspension, I don't know whether it's true or not. Obviously, you have fake news and rumor mills and all that kind of junk. Uh, Daily Snark did have a thing talking about some uh, rumors that it was actually related to an incident at a strip club. Don't know that that's the case. There was some weird footage of Rivera and Cam, and maybe it was a tie, maybe it's not. I don't know, man. Maybe it's a cover-up. Maybe there's some other junk going on. Uh, what's most relevant for me is how the team bounces back after having their asses kicked by Seattle. Because Seattle whooped that ass. Okay? And if they're going to do anything with the remnants of this season, they got to figure it out. And if Rivera is worried about the mental health and the mental state of the team, uh, suspending your starting quarterback, your star quarterback, your team, you know, you're, you're the face of your franchise, even if it's just a, a series or a play, that's a pretty bold move. And, look, I understand dress code violations, but if you're suspending a dude or pulling a guy out or whatever for a tie, I don't know what, I don't know what else is going on on that. T- that seems weird to me. Yeah. That seems really strange. Like a, a fine or Yeah, and it just feels like there's something more to it. So I'm not saying that the strip club thing is a real story or a re- the, really the valid thing. I think it was on Barstool Sports, you know, they had a piece saying that, Unless you count the dress code in the strip club Newton took some teammates to while the Panthers were staying out there in San Francisco, <laughs> you know, between games on the West Coast. <clears throat> Apparently, Newton is no stranger to making a poor and nudie bars. <laughs> I just, I, I love the art. The article just makes me laugh. <laughs> it's just like, it sounds, <laughs> who calls them nudie bars anymore? Really? <laughs> Al Bundy, baby. <laughs> yeah, Al Bundy, man. With his hand in his pants. But I don't know. It's just weird. I, I just, I think the biggest thing is, is what does it mean for the team? How does the team respond? Whatever the actual backstory is, whether it's a tie or whether it's some incident that happened off the field, once you dress down a player like that, I think that's pretty dangerous. You can talk about how you, you want to have an you know, even keel and everybody has ramifications of punishments. Nobody gets treated differently. I'm more of the Bill Parcells approach. Let's be honest. People do get treated differently. And if you're a star player, you sure as hell, there's some things that are slightly different for you if you produce... Uh, it's just the reality of it, okay? Yeah. I, th- I just feel like there's something more to that. So I'm curious to see what the Panthers look like and how they bounce back after that game. But a couple of things. Obviously, it's a huge week when we talk about Pearl Harbor, and then this is a huge week. Shannon, I, we got to get out of here. Mark, if you got to pull the ripcord, it's okay. Go ahead and do so. But, Shannon, if you had it, it, any kind of just quick thoughts on uh, Pearl Harbor, uh, and then we have, like, you know, one rest in peace we got to do before we get out of here. Well, I mean, 75 years ago, um, there's obviously not many, many of that generation left. And, you know, if you enjoy the freedoms that you have today, you need to thank those men and women that are of that age that we still have the freedoms we enjoy today. Because if they didn't band together and fight their asses off, who knows what the world would be like today. So thank them, shake their hand, just appreciate the, the greatest generation, those World War II vets, and, and honestly, everybody from that generation, because they all had to band together. Yeah. And, um, you know, my grandfather still alive, and my grandma, both my grandmothers are still alive, so I always thank them whenever I see them, and um, just appreciate that. That was a very rough time, and they pulled us through. 
fair enough and salute. Absolutely. And can you please give Newt Gingrich some lessons on discussing the significance of Pearl Harbor? Please, Shana. I'll, I'll give him a good kick in the ass. All right, good. Um, so one other thing, and you know, we we have the occasional R.I.P. kind of deal, but John Glenn passed away at the age of ninety-five. You want to talk about some kick-ass, like greatest American, like American hero kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean that's right up that that's that guy's wheelhouse. You know what I'm saying? Senator, astronaut, general ass kicker. He had good quotes. I mean, that's a hell of a life. That dude lived a hell of a life. He did. Hell of a life. So uh, I I feel like there's just, I I don't know that I have anything really wonderfully poignant to say other than we definitely owed that guy. We definitely owed that guy a little greatest American hero drop, which I think is legit. Huge debt of gratitude to him. But that's, dude, that's a life well lived. That's a life well lived. Oh yeah, I'm Most trying to definitely. trying to find this one thing. He had one one quote, one line uh, that I thought was pretty good. And man, I, I hope I can find it real quick. But uh, I'm gonna paraphrase because I don't know that I can uh, find. I had it bookmarked somewhere, or saved somewhere. I don't know if I can find it, but I'm gonna paraphrase. Okay. And uh, basically, he was talking about the people that had uh, that got fulfillment, the most fulfillment, and it was uh, the people that lived the fullest lives and had the most fulfillment from their life for those that worked for things that were beyond their immediate self-interest. And I, I, he had a, a really good line and, and put it really well. Let me see if I can dig that up. Anybody else got any thoughts on uh, John Glenn or anything else while I'm looking up this line? Absolutely, uh, definitely a uh, big rest in peace. Uh respect and damn you 2016 2016 continues to like rob us of all kinds of fantastic people that's a big bag of bs dude i freaking hate that junk hey 2016 you know what i want for christmas for you to stop it well, <laughs> <laughs> gonna be gone in a minute we only got a, a little bit longer Very true. Uh, hey here i found one of it if there's one thing i've learned in my years on this planet it's that the happiest and most fulfilled people I've known are those who devoted themselves to something bigger and more profound than merely their own self-interest. It's a great line. And I think we're in a very tumultuous period, potentially a very interesting period in American history um, and global events. It, it might be really good. might be really wild. Don't quite know yet. <laughs> Don't really know, <laughs> but there are there are some like warning flags going up for different things. But you know, I think that's that's a pretty significant line in context. But I, I think that uh, absolutely, man, for all of his accomplishments, for what he did in life, a life well lived, dude. A life well lived, John Glenn, man. This cans for peace. Rest in peace. This cans for you, brother. All right. And one more time, only because I love it. The best game, Colts Jets. Run all over the place, and the last per- best play. First that I would want to run into is a Ooh. New Jersey State trooper. Did you see Just that like tackle? That. <laughs> oh, and the other guy's knocked down. They're actually hitting harder than the Jets defense. <laughs> Still love it. Still love it. And if I didn't give you the score, <laughs> if I forgot to give you the score, it was thirty-four to nothing. Roll Tide, Alabama Crimson Tide simulation over the Cleveland Browns. 34 to Bagel, 34 to Donut. Oh, my gosh. It was, yeah. Which, 
we always joke around. Look, the, the Browns would actually should be able to beat the brakes off Alabama, but it's fun to simulate it and fun to laugh about it. It is fun. But uh, anywho, that's that's it for the week, man. So I'm done. <laughs> I'm yeah, done. Martin needs to go to sleep. Shannon needs to heal up. So uh, look, keyword sports and brew. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Brady Loves Funnel Cake, uh, Podbean. That's who hosts. Who <laughs> that? That's our main feed, man. You know the Google Play Store, all that stuff. Look, keywords, sports, and brew. Look us up. Have a little fun. Hope you enjoy the ride. And as always, we will catch you on the flip side. That's that. So peace out, everybody. See you. Peace out, folks. From the sports brew to all of you. And may your fantasy football playoffs go much better than Whitfield's fantasy season in the Keeper League, where he dropped a whole bunch of unnecessary hate on Randy's wife, Penny. But somehow, in some way, Penny's in the playoffs, and Whitfield is not. (laughs) So until next season, dream a dream, friends. Good night and good luck. Fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Good night now. <laughs> <laughs>